0: Hey guys, this is Gail Kim from Impact Wrestling, and you are listening to the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the 8-Bit Suplex here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I am your host, Josh McLaughlin, sitting in the booth today with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeremy Donovan, one of the co-hosts of Keeping It Strong Style. Of course, you know it as the Ace of Podcasts here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy, how are you doing this? Fine, uh, late afternoon, early evening.
2: I'm doing good, man. Ready for a a nice uh, three-day long weekend. Happy to be back here on the 8-Bit Suplex. Talk about what's going on in the world of Impact Wrestling.
1: Absolutely. And I do want to just say off the top, it is a long weekend uh, for Memorial Day. Uh, thank you the, to uh, those that have served. Um, really appreciate you guys all for your service. Uh, and for those that we've lost, uh, thank you. Um, and to those families as well, uh, hard weekend for them. So while you're celebrating, uh, do remember to spare a thought for the families of those that uh, have loved ones that have, uh, you know, fallen in service. So thank you to those guys. Uh, absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, before we get started here, Jeremy, I you know, want to touch base. To that. I haven't talked video games with you in a while. want to see if uh, you're playing anything new, anything, uh, consoles, PC, iOS, anything you got going on there.
2: Yeah, so the two main things that I've been on one for on, on the mobile front, I've been. Every day I'm on the NJPW collection uh, card app game. Man, you're still playing that. I'm still playing it. I'm the last holdout <laughs> in the group. I'm still going. I'm still collecting my cards. I, I just got addicted to that thing, man. And, like, they, they got me hooked. They keep adding new cards. And I'm like, dang, I want that card. And so I just <laughs> keep playing, keep going, keep trying to trade with people. And, you know, I think I do fair trades sometimes with my allies. And then sometimes they decline. And I'm like, what's going on, man? Like, you don't have this card. I don't have that card that I want. Like, let's right. just fair trade. And so. Yeah, That's about that library. Yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's that hustle sometimes to, you know, get those, those four-star cards, the ones I want. But yeah, man, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still on that every day. I get do the check-ins, look at the gems, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, then from a console uh, point, pretty much the only game that I'm playing really lately on Xbox One, I got the remastered, Tony Hawk.
1: uh oh, great game, game. One and two. Yeah, I got that back when it first uh, relaunched, and I've I've I don't know why I've been hesitant to do it, but like I because I have the PS5 now, and it's like ten bucks to upgrade it to the PS5 version, and I haven't done it yet. I've bought like four games since because, that are like all oh, like sixty or seventy dollar games, <laughs> but I'm thinking in my head it's too much to pay ten dollars again for Tony Hawk. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking that, but if you're uh, if you're picking up Tony Hawk, who's the who's the first guy that you play as?
2: Uh, i'm a steve campbell guy man you know growing up it's pretty cool seeing you know the, the one black skater <laughs> in the game oh, yeah, so yeah exactly uh, i the trying to gravitate to him you know doing doing the ghetto bird and um <laughs> the other their, uh kickflip thing he does but yeah that's one of the main guys i play with of course you, you got to play with tony at some point oh, to sure, uh, sure. 900s absolutely. uh lucky, lucky last another another favorite there
1: yeah absolutely yeah i'm right with you there i was always a bob burnquist guy
0: yeah yeah, bob I, uh, yeah he was
2: yeah he was always uh
1: because he didn't really know too much as a kid like much about bob burnquist other than he's from brazil and he does really cool technical you know stuff like grinds and stuff on the vert ramp that you didn't see a lot of guys doing i thought that was always pretty cool yeah um but uh, yeah I, I i'll pass along a recommendation to you for ios uh if you have apple arcade check out clap hands golf that's okay. hands h-a-n-z i don't think it's hans I think it is hands. Uh, I've heard other people call it clap hands golf. Uh, but basically if you're familiar with the hotshot skull franchise, that was from back in the late nineties, early two thousands. It's that same company, uh, but with a mobile version of that game. Uh, and it's awesome. I, okay. I get just sucked into it. And like, you know, it's just, it's in there with your Apple arcade uh, subscription. Um, so no uh, in-game purchases or anything like that necessary. You just play the game and it is awesome. So check out clap hands golf. Um, and i just wrapped up playing resident evil village uh i'll probably have a, a, a review out to like official review i'm going to start trying to push some of those out uh as i uh finish games that i'm kind of pushing through really awesome game um i i was very impressed with it myself um but i'll have more details uh for that um but uh i don't know jeremy you ready to get uh, kicked in here to uh, impact wrestling
2: well, one last video game thing so oh, yeah for sure that I that I play every week is uh super smash brothers on Nintendo Switch the the newest yeah. one yeah
1: um
2: when I go over to my parents' house and play with my brother I play that every week uh Captain Falcon's my main Oh, still on?
1: have you have you always been Captain Falcon or just with this newest iteration?
2: No so I've kind of bounced between Pikachu and Captain Falcon. Um just kind of depend. lately i've been like a straight captain falcon but there's been times where like pikachu was my main and you know, doing the thunder attacks and all that stuff and, sure uh, but yeah big 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 fan of using captain falcon falcon punch the falcon kick
1: oh yeah I, I i played a lot of captain falcon on the original n64 one um just because he he was so powerful that falcon punch was so powerful in the first game and yeah. if you landed it you were getting a kl but uh, they kind of nerfed that a bit, so he's more of a speed character, which he kind of always should have been, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, no, if I'm picking up Smash Brothers, I, I know it's cliche, but my go-to is Link, uh, and if mm. I'm not playing Link, I'm probably playing Roy. Um, yeah, Roy's pretty beast, dude yeah. I, I, I enjoy playing with Roy quite a bit, especially when you get that counter just right. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh. Yeah. laughs> Send him straight to the moon. <laughs> but that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, man, I haven't played Smash Brothers in a while. Uh, My son, uh, Nolan, uh, is is a big into Smash Brothers guy. So if I could ever get him away from uh, playing like Mario Maker or like Minecraft, uh, Mm. that's when I get
2: the chance to play uh, that because he has my cartridge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the the cool thing is they keep just pumping out new characters. Like I think there's like like, two or three more new characters that are going to be debuting soon. So keeps it fresh. It's always fun to play.
1: Yeah. No, it it absolutely is. And and I, I have. I had the first fighter pack, uh, which I had claw- with uh, with the piranha plant. I'm, I'm, it's racking my brain trying to remember what the other ones were. Uh, but really, you know, it's a, it's an excellent game series. Um, there's really they've it's been imitated and not very well. Uh, and and maybe that's a fun episode to do someday as uh, 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 imitation games. But, you know, uh, not necessarily of Smash Brothers, but like games that imitate something else. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Smash Brothers had um playstation did one and i can't remember the exact name of it but you had like kratos and you had uh nathan drake from uncharted and i think parappa the rapper was in there and you know it's just like yeah. <laughs> i think there's something something called like playstation battle all-stars or something like that um and then cartoon network has one uh for some reason um where you have like johnny bravo fighting against like you know dexter from dexter's lab um <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's all kooky stuff, but um, definitely, you know, hey, if it's, if it's not broke, uh, you know, if it's successful, I'm sure they probably sold a few copies of those games just based off of it being, a, you know, a Battle royal type, uh, pre, you know, what Battle royal means now, but Battle royal fighting game, uh, a la Smash Brothers. Might as well try it.
2: Yeah, can't, you can't go wrong.
1: No, no, not at all. So uh, let's, uh, let's shift gears here and uh, head on over to uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, not a huge episode. Only four matches on the card. Uh, the first match didn't even come in, and, and I was looking at the timestamp. The first match didn't start until 18 minutes into the program. Uh, very dialogue heavy. We get a good opening promo from Sam Callahan uh, talking to uh, trying to call out Kenny Omega. Moose comes out. They talk about what happened. Good Brothers come out, and they you know start talking. And then Don Callis decides uh, for the first time. In, I don't know, probably a year, he decides to make a match. Uh, he says, yeah, yeah, I'm an EVP here. I can do what I want. I'll make a match. So he makes a match uh, for the main event between the uh, Good Brothers uh, and uh, the team of Moose and Sammy Callahan. Um, and then, you know, we have some more backstage stuff. And eventually we do get to a pretty solid tag team match here uh, right at the top of the card between Fala ba and TJP taking on the team of the X division champion, Josh Alexander and the Canadian destroyer himself, Petey Williams. Uh, Petey Williams has looked really good to me, Jeremy, since he came back. Um, I don't know if you, you're uh, the resident, uh, you know, kind of impact slash TNA historian here. Uh, Petey Williams is a guy you've watched for a long time. I I don't know that he's looked better.
2: Yeah. This guy just seems like he's just never missed a beat. Yeah. I've, was a big teenage fan, especially in the early days, you know, that 04, 06, 07 kind of time frame. And Petey Williams was definitely, you know, one of the, the pillars of the X Division leader of the, the Team Canada stable back then. He had uh, Scott DeMore managing him, uh, teaming with guys like Eric Young, Bobby Roode, um, Johnny Devine. And so, yeah, since since then, he just never lost a beat. And of course, he eventually did the um, uh, team with, um, Sorry about the fear of the phone ringing through my <laughs> don't worry. Um you uh yeah he teamed up with Scott Steiner, and was doing the little PD pump gimmick, and that's kind of been what he's kind of carried on since then. And it looks like he's changed it up a little bit now. He's got the long red tights, but yeah, he's always been great. Obviously the innovator of the, the Canadian destroyer uh flip pile driver, which is you know not really a finish nowadays. Um uh, he still uses it as a finish, but you know, everybody kind of uses it, you know, just randomly in the middle of a match, which I'm fine. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember losing my mind the first time I saw him doing it. On Impact and was like, whoa, a flipping pile driver, and so yeah, he's always been very innovative, great shape, and yeah, he looked really great in this match and this this current run with Impact.
1: Yeah, he looks like I mean, he's kind of aging in reverse, and it, you know, it's I, the way I think of uh, his you know his Canadian Destroyer is uh, the same way that you think about the the Jake Roberts DDT, right? It's he's so good at it, so it's a finisher, but the other guys aren't as good at it because they didn't create it, right? Whereas, like you know, Jake Roberts could do a single DDT and drop you, uh, and we see DDTs, you know, a dozen times a match. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so you know, you can you can argue uh, well, you know, Jake's DDT was flawless. He was the creator. Uh, I think you just say the same thing about uh, Pete Williams and the Canadian Destroyer. Uh, but you know, uh, he he and uh, Josh Alexander do not pick up the victory though uh, after a, a pretty good Samoa drop from Ba. Uh, leading to a, a mama splash by TJP, um, and he gets the pin over Josh Alexander, and and I I bring that up specifically that sequence because the fallout of this match is that on before the impact, which is the pre-show for the weekly Impact show on Access TV, they announced that these two men, TJP and Josh Alexander, for the X Division Championship, are going to have a sixty-minute iron man match so it's going to run the entire length of before the impact um these two guys both can really motor and they can really go uh i i'm kind of looking forward to i I don't normally like iron man matches i don't know where you're kind of at with those these days jeremy but um if if you're going to do an iron man match it might as well be these two guys
2: yeah, I think it really just depends on the two guys you put in there and just kind of the rivalry. I think we've seen in the past, especially in WWE, they'll just kind of throw two guys in an Iron Man that might not be the best fit, and then they kind of just abuse, like just doing a random, like a bunch of falls in the match, and then kind of have it ending kind of a, 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 a kind of a screwy finish. And so yeah, just to really think it depends on, on the right two guys and how you you know tell the story you tell with the falls and submissions and uh, doing a good finish and like you mentioned here josh alexander and tjp both very talented guys i think this is you know the right two guys to do it with uh josh alexander has been looking great in this x division run i'm glad to see him you know getting a push and getting some shine after mm-hmm. um all ego Ethan page went to uh, AEW. and yeah a very interesting strategy what they're doing here with putting it before the impact and kind of having the ending of the match be the thing that opens up impact um I'm guessing do you watch before the, is that on impact plus is before the impact on.
1: No, it's actually on access TV. So okay. it's, it's actually on their live programming before I've never tuned into it before the impact. Um, but I'm, I'm going to tune in next week. Um, especially since my, my beer league hockey team lost our playoff game and I don't have to play hockey next week. So I have some, some time freed <laughs> up, you know, sucks to lose, but Hey, but I get to watch a great wrestling match, hopefully uh, because of it. Um, But yeah, it's it's interesting to throw that on there. Um, But part of it is because they did announce that it is going to be kind of a uh, like a a knockouts kind of special edition uh, of impact next week. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see kind of what they do with that. Uh, But that's why I I think they put this on before the impact. Uh, It's I mean, it's a bold move. We'll see if it pays off.
2: Yeah, I think definitely, you know, if you really want to get people tuning into that before the impacts, I know I've seen matches advertised for that. I'm just like, okay, I don't know what that's on. That's a good way to kind of bring awareness of that. Get people tuned in early, especially if you're on Twitch. You can just hop on Twitch and tune in early and uh, check that out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and they've been using a lot of, like, you know, more enhancement talent uh, matches on there, uh explosion obviously is is on impact plus uh that you can definitely tune in for those as well you see guys uh you know that are coming from like uh brian myers wrestling school um and then you can see uh, other guys like sam beal are getting a lot of reps uh so it's nice to see you know them, them kind of opening up a little bit more as we kind of get towards the end of the the pandemic here hopefully fingers crossed that nothing else happens um yeah but no,
2: real, real quick you you mentioned explosion if any of uh the eight listeners have impact plus subscriptions there's a lot of hidden gems on old explosion episodes you have guys like nakamura and tanahashi and some you know, new japan guys that yeah. just um just having random matches on explosion it's real good stuff i think you'll probably find some mokata stuff even there too yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah young okada is, is not necessarily uh, the best version of him uh but still looks you know still awesome to to see those guys uh um kind of over here and, and and maybe we'll maybe we'll do a little bit of uh a chat here at the end uh, of this episode jeremy about kind of what's going on with new japan pro wrestling um some of the latest rumors and um uh just touch on them real quick because they kind of you know really bubbled up today yeah uh, but we'll we'll come back to, to that at the end uh Uh, as we kind of uh, move our way through uh, this episode of impact. Uh, The next match on the card kind of is a preview to that um, knockout special edition um, episode that they're going to be kind of throwing out there. So we actually have a a 10 man tag team match here uh, between Havoc, Jordan, Grace, Rachel Ellering, Rosemary, and Sunil Dashwood against the team of fire and flavor, which of course is Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Deanna Perrazzo, Kimberly, and Susan. Um, I don't have too, too much to say about this one, Jeremy. What were your kind of thoughts uh, as you saw these, these 10 ladies uh, kind of mix it up a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's a good match. I I know that uh, Rachel Allering and Jordan Grace have, they been feuding with uh, fire and flavor. So I figured that kind of, kind of part of the main story here and kind of continuing that feud. And then, it seems like they're setting Rosemary up to, to be the next contender. She ended up pinning uh, Deanna Parazzo in this match. But I mean, all 10 ladies here are really talented. I'm, I'm also uh, kind of a low-key fan of Jessica Havoc. Um, I've seen some of her indie stuff. I uh, saw her live in Chicago for AAW uh, during um, All-In Weekend. And I think she's uh, pretty good. And I don't think she's ever won the, the Knockouts Championship. And I think... She, you know, she's also, you know, not your cookie cutter, you know, knockout, uh, you know, build or whatever, and yeah. totally style totally unique. Um, I definitely think she's uh, somebody you should, you should get behind more and do some more stuff with.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see that too. And I and I think I, and I I'm, I might be wrong on this, but I think she actually did beat Gail Kim. Uh, a few years ago to take the knockouts championship. She has okay. one title reign and I believe it was a brief one. Uh, but yeah, you're right. So, I mean, we do have uh, Rosemary doing the kind of wing clipper, uh finisher on uh, Diana Perazzo and getting the pin. And that did actually, they officially made the match for against all odds. Uh, Rosemary will challenge for the knockouts championship uh, on June 12th. So we still have another impact before we get to a preview for that card, uh, but it's already shaping up to be pretty good. If you got Rosemary and Diana Peraza already confirmed and you have of course Moose versus Kenny Omega uh, already confirmed uh, for that main event, uh, which I think is a match that everyone's dying to see because we, I think most of us, even on our group chat, had kind of hoped for Moose the first Kenny Omega singles match and Rich Swan obviously delivered a great match. Uh, but i i personally, I'm, I'm ready to see that boost match uh very
2: much so. <laughs> yeah, man, Moose, he's in incredible shape, the best shape that he's been in. And, yeah, we'll talk about the main event. But, yeah, he's definitely kind of the, the, the peak of his game right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, one thing we get to uh, before we talk about the next match, uh, I want to take a step back and talk about there's a backstage segment with uh, W. Morrissey, uh, formerly known, of course, as Big Cass. Um, he has a, an excellent backstage promo. Um, and you could tell, I mean, there was a lot of real stuff like this was very much um, in character, but it was coming from big Cass himself, you know, from W. Morrissey himself uh, really dug in deep. And, I, you know, I, I it was funny before the show, I, I said to you, know, I was like, that's the first one I've heard in a long time. And you're like, uh, probably ever. And I, and I agree. Like That was the best one he's ever done.
2: Yeah, and that was a great promo. You know, they always say, you know, the best stuff in pro wrestling is when you kind of mix reality, you kind of blur the lines. And so that's what we got here. He used a lot of, you know, real life situations, a lot of struggles that he's been through, he just kind of blend that with this, this new heel character he's doing here in Impact, you know, mentioning, you know, nobody caring about him when he had a seizure and people, you know, taking video of it, sort of calling an ambulance and, you know, everybody kind of laughing at him and not wanting to be his friend when he's, you know, hitting rock bottom. And now that he's, you know, doing well, he's in great in shape and he's kind of back, you know, on his way to the top. Everybody wants to you know be buddy buddy and smile with him, and he's not down with that. So, I think the promo definitely came from probably a real spot that he's in. I'm sure he has had people kind of, you know, oh, I see you're doing good. What's the, what's going on, kind of thing. And so, using that real life experience, kind of blurring the lines, mixing reality uh, with the storyline. And so, yeah, I thought it was a great promo.
1: Yeah, and there was a line that he mentioned too, like about how uh, there was um, people in the locker room that he was in previously. They're there now, so I mean, and you know, guys like Brian Myers, Matt Cardona, um, Brino might have still been there at the time when all that was going down. So these people, I, he knows these people, and he's kind of calling them out a little bit too in that promo. So I'm interested to see kind of where he progresses if he sticks with Impact long term. What that if he uses it maybe even as a stepping stone to get, you know, to AEW or to, you know, back to WWE, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't rule that out either. Uh, But this is, I mean, this is proof that he didn't need a mouthpiece.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that, man. Uh, You know, they stuck him with Enzo and and with WWE and kind of, we thought, oh, maybe he couldn't talk. And that's the reason why he was with Enzo, but yeah, clearly proved that he has what it takes to speak for himself, kind of prone for himself and yeah, I think they got something here with this, uh, you know, this new kind of uh, image of W. Morris seeing this new gimmick and new direction. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see, you know, what the future holds for him here and him back.
1: Yeah, me too. And uh, we also have another segment to speak of before we get to the next match. I I mentioned there's it was a pretty interesting uh, night of impact. Only four matches on the card. Uh, so there was a lot of uh, promo segments, a lot of setting up for against all odds. Um, and the next thing also did uh, Eric Young and uh, violent by design come out to the ring. Eric Young gives a pretty good promo uh, talking about how everything that's happened is up by design uh, by, you know, waiting until Finn juice was, you know, kind of down and out after their match at under siege to use the uh, call your shot challenge, uh, you know, it was by design he kept on ending everything with by design because of course you know if you're violent by design everything else must be by design as well right um and then he uh he starts to uh say something else and he's interrupted uh by one of your favorites jeremy uh can you speak to before we get kind of into the rest of the segment uh your favorite your fandom of uh, kojima
2: yeah. So, yeah, I was very excited. I'll see with the the big announcement of uh, Satoshi Kojima coming to impact this week. And I've been a Kojima, Kojima fan for a while now. And I first saw Kojima, I want to say somewhere in like the early two thousands, he showed up here in the States for uh, the original um, MLW and they were doing their MLW underground TV tapings. And you had guys like uh, CM Punk and Raven and, um, the extreme horseman with Steve Carino, you had a kind of a wild mix of like, cause ECW had just kind of ended around that time. And so you had some ECW guys come kind of jumping in there. You had some indie standouts in there. And Kojima was one of the guys that MLW brought over. He was the MLW champion for a little bit. And that's the first time I saw Kojima and thought he was awesome. And then, Obviously, as I uh, started diving in into New Japan, kind of, you know, my love for Kojima kind of resurfaced and kind of saw what he was doing in New Japan and just kind of rediscovered all that he was doing when he left MLW. And so, yeah, i always been a big fan of Kojima. Loved the big lariat. And so, yeah, always one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I, he's been one that I've really enjoyed Uh my, my viewership of new Japan is not as expansive, uh, as expensive.
2: What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
1: It's yours. Uh, but whenever I can see uh, Kojima wrestle, it's always a good time. Um, and he comes out to the ring and uh Josh Matthews was quick to point out, and it's nice to hear Josh Matthews back, uh filling in for Matt Striker this week, by the way. Um, he points out quickly that uh Joe Doring, who of course is part of Violent by Design, and Kojima go way back to old Japan, uh, which, you know, uh I believe Kojima was a champion. Yeah, uh, Kojima, and he was the and so was Joe Doring.
2: Yeah, so um, Kojima was the uh, the triple crown champion when they wrestled. I think that was like Around 2010, yeah, he defended the Triple Crown Championship against Joe Doring. And then, yeah, later on, Joe Doring would eventually become Triple Crown Champion in his time in All Japan. So, yeah, these guys got some history. We're going to see some, an All Japan uh, style clash up here with these guys.
1: Yeah. So, and that, and, and that's the next excellent, uh, you know, point here is that uh, all Kojima says is against all odds or, uh, and uh, it's, um, it's going to be an awesome show, awesome match. Like we have Kenny and Moose on there. We have Diana and Rosemary. Uh and now we have Kojima versus Joe Doring, uh which promises to be uh for me I, it it's going to be a heavy hitter. Like
2: yeah, it's definitely going to be that Haas matchup and I think it's oh, a yeah. thing that you don't always get an impact because normally impacts traditionally a small man promotion. You get Mm -hmm. a lot of high flying the the quote unquote X division style. And so I think, yeah, you bring in Kojima, you have him face off of another hoss like Joe Doring. You're going to get that, that never style, that King's road style, hard hitting. These guys are probably going to be, you know, dropping each other on on their heads and a lot of chops, a lot of strikes. And so it'll it'll probably be like a, a quick little 10 minute match, but it'll be very hard hitting, very snug and, it'll be a style especially as Kojima you know he's in he's 50 right now you know but he can still go but that that'll be kind of a style that will lend to him
1: yeah and, and you bring up him being 50 and and uh, you know Impact has another wrestler that's 50 years old on the roster and I'm speaking of course of my best friend Tommy Dreamer uh, who <laughs> sent me a message once on Twitter uh there was an awesome picture they took backstage uh hanging out together um and, uh, you know, I, I know like Kojima is definitely a guy that's respected uh, industry wide around the world. So really excited to see him in the impact zone for against all odds, taking on Joe Doring. Uh, after this promo, we get uh, finally to our third match of the night, uh, which is the tag team of Black Taurus and Crazy Steve. That is, uh, of course, DK taking on Hernandez and Johnny Swinger a tag team that you uh, never necessarily asked for, uh, <laughs> but they're there. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, uh, this was a, a pretty quick one. Uh Crazy Steve and Black Taurus are, are, are Taurus or Taurus. I don't know. Everyone says it differently on that show. I don't really. Yeah, yeah.
2: From, from my understanding, it's Black Taurus. Taurus? And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've been a big fan of, of Black Taurus. You know, he's one of these indie guys that kind of made a, a name for himself here in the states doing a lot of uh indie stuff uh, coming over and um kind of you know with a guy like black taurus it's kind of weird that they stuck him with crazy steve and they're doing the cave the thing with them i would think he's somebody of that kind of luchador style you do want to kind of push the singles maybe be exhibition champion uh maybe an occasional even world uh, title challenger so kind of very weird that he's kind of stuck in a, a, a team here with crazy steve
1: yeah i, I, I decay is such a weird faction too because like, you can't like you can't ever pin their motives. They don't really, but I think that's kind of the point is that they don't have to point their motives out because, Oh, they're crazy. Right. (laughs) So, you know, they don't have to write anything for them because being listless is kind of what they are. Um, But I would say this, like probably like six months ago, crazy Steve came out like shredded and like ready to go. And he's been putting in good work. Um, I'm not crazy about his, you know, no pun intended about his character <laughs> yeah. too, too much. Um, but I, I, he's definitely gotten much better in ring and, you know, I, I think putting him with someone like black Taurus, uh, helps kind of give him a rub. So I'm not really to, to pull the plug on, on that team. Um, I'd like to see them do something a little bit more eventful than just, you know, wrestling Hernandez and Johnny Swinger.
2: Yeah, and I find the team of, of Swinger and Hernandez kind of weird. Um I always been a fan of Hernandez back in the earlier days, the LAX days where he was teaming with homicide and they had that run going. Yeah. Uh, so it's so kind of weird here to see him, yeah, teaming up with uh Johnny Swinger and the whole Swinger's Palace gimmick they got going on.
1: Yeah, I, I've 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 kind of buried Swinger's Palace previously on this show and, and um I'm not gonna change that stance uh after this week's episode either. I I think I just don't. <laughs> I, You know, I, I always applaud Impact for trying something new. They're always trying to find a new presentation maybe you haven't seen in, in professional wrestling. Um, but a lot of times that's because, well, it's not
2: used because it shouldn't be. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, Johnny Swinger, one of those cases of uh, an, an old who should not be on top. Yes, yes. And speaking
1: of Olds on Top, I'll use this uh, opportunity to tell you to head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash social suplex and check out the new Olds on Top t-shirt. Uh, really good t-shirt. And of course, uh, while you're there, why don't you pick up a shirt from all your favorite podcasts, well, such as 8-Bit Suplex and Keeping It Strong Show.
2: Yeah, you know, there's the uh, Medo- Memorial Day uh, sale going on right now. Use that code Memorial. You can get 20% off of that. And you'll come
1: pretty damn close to getting free shipping if you just buy one shirt from each of the podcasts, plus the old's on top shirt. You'll be real close to that free shipping. Yeah, you know, and then just at one fifty, th- real quick. Yeah, exactly. And then you just throw in maybe a micro brawler or two, and there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, I love pro wrestling tees, but man, the amount of text messages I get about micro brawlers on a weekly basis,
2: dude, I get the text, <laughs> the email, the the app notification. I got to say that they're on it with the marketing, man. They're
1: definitely pushing hard. Uh, And uh, speaking of pushing hard, uh, we got uh, the main event match to talk about here between the good brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson taking on the uh, kind of mismatched team of Moose and Sammy Callahan. Uh, You know, I, four good wrestlers, uh, you know, Sammy Callahan is someone that I'm higher on probably than most. Uh, From an in ring perspective. But what did you think about this match, Jeremy?
2: I thought it was a good main event here. Um, You know, I have not been the biggest Sammy Halkin fan. I've seen Sammy in Ring of Honor, I've seen him in NXT, Um, you know, seen him all over the place. And he's just never has has hooked me, never been a fan of the promos, the wrestling style, and definitely got personal heat with him uh, from WrestleMania weekend in New York for the the pancakes and pile driver show where Mm. we're supposed to get pancakes there were no pancakes and yeah so not not yeah, the biggest just pile drivers just
1: pile drivers don't go down as well without the pancakes there yeah
2: that, that is the the only wrestling show that i've actually walked out of that that i, I wow. paid to take it for um and we've like, been no, to
1: some stinkers together my friend
2: yeah and like no pancakes <laughs> and then the show was just kind of meh the first like match or so i'm like you know what let's explore new york for a little bit let's get out of here um uh, but yeah, you know, I thought he looked fine here in this match. Uh, the real obviously the standout here for me is Moose. Um, mm-hmm. who we were talking about earlier, Moose, he, he shredded incredible shape. Um, he's a guy who looks like he's you know ready for a world title match, very athletic. You know, did a couple springboard moves in this match here. Um, and, and the story they're telling here, it's you know, the kind of the you know, the two guys who don't get along kind of story one on one, like can they coexist? You know, the big story there. And so, like, could Moose and Sammy Callahan coexist and they? They kind of were for the majority of the match until the end there where um, Sammy gets pissed off at Moose, hits him with the bicycle kick, which sets up for Sammy's end. He gets hit with the, uh, the magic killer. Moose just kind of watches him get taken out. And then he comes back in and kind of lays Moose, or lays uh, Callahan out with the big spear. So nice little segment to uh, kind of continue a feud with good and maybe Sammy Callahan, and then it's kind of get Moose ready to uh, face off against Kenny at the Against All Odds show. Yeah, and and I don't know that I can think of
1: a more mismatched pair to run that story of can they get along or can't they, <laughs> than Moose and Sammy Callahan. <laughs> right. It's it's a very striking, you know, you got like the six foot nine X NFL player, and then you got, you know, the guy that wears the battle vest and and uh you know tries to do hardcore matches with everything. It's very it's you know, there's no similarities between them at all. And I think a lot of times in wrestling you see uh you know, they'll do two guys that are similar, and that's why they can't coexist. You know, they, they're too much like each other, and they just, you know, this and that. And then, then you're like, uh, let's just run that with Moose and Sammy.
2: You yeah, <laughs> yeah, complete polar opposites. No reason why these guys should be uh, coexisting. Uh, but I thought they did a good job setting up with the with the opening promo angle. And yeah. the Good Brothers trying to make it seem like, you know, Moose was on their side the whole time. And I thought it worked out here. And I'm interested to see kind of where they're going as far as like with the good brothers and Sammy Callahan part of the story. Cause you know, I know it's been a while. You know there's no OVE. So I'm not sure who else uh, Sammy would be really teaming up with to take on the good brothers.
1: Yeah. I mean, so the, the built-in, can they get along to, uh, you know, take on the good brothers story is Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards who have been feuding for the better part of, you know, the past, you know, 30 years, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, <laughs> there's your, there's your built in kind of will they won't they kind of thing. Um, so, you know, I, it's, it's interesting, right. Cause they're, they're going to, I mean, the good brothers are going to be on this card. Um, we only have three matches announced for the card so far. So, you know, a lot can change with next week's impact. Uh, you know, I think we actually, do we have, we have two more impacts uh, before against a lot. So uh, we'll definitely get into uh, what that card looks like um, kind of, uh, you know, as, as the weeks go on here, but I imagine. And it's
2: you know, we'll shaping up to be a impact. good card. You know, you, you got, you know, Kenny against Moose for the, the, the impact title. You're going to have Kajima and Joe Doring. You're going to have the Deanna parazzo and Rosemary match. And I'm sure there'll be an X Division title offense. You'll have a tag title offense. So, for it just being an Impact Plus special, it, it's shaping up to be a pretty good show.
1: Yeah, which is strange because you would think that this would be... Like, if you told me those three matches were what we're going to run on Slammiversary, I'd be like, great. Yeah, yeah, like, sign me up. I'll buy the I mean, pay-per-view. I mean, like, I'm surprised
2: <laughs> I'm surprised that Kenny's defending the title on Impact Plus special. It seems like they were saving um, him coming in, doing title matches for their their pay-per-view event. So, but I think it's cool, you know, get some subscriptions everybody you know kenny omega he everybody wants to watch kenny no matter what promotion he's wrestling at the time so uh, using kenny to you know help drive up impact plus subscriptions is a good idea there and yeah that that match of moose should be really good yeah absolutely
1: i i completely agree with that and you know with that that kind of wraps up the uh the episode of impact uh for this week like i said uh at the top not a whole lot to talk about here but we definitely wanted to make sure we called out you know some of those key backstage moments um so we're talking about, you know, a, a Kojima match against all odds. We've had Finn Juice as the tag team champions. Um, we've had uh, El Phantasmo, uh compete for the X Division title. A um, lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling guys trying to find work elsewhere, obviously, while things are kind of in turmoil with New Japan right now. Uh, and, and today, even more of that has kind of come out So what are you kind of hearing, Jeremy, about kind of what the state of New Japan Pro Wrestling is? Is there as much uh, unrest as being reported, do you think? Like, what are you thinking? uh, What are you hearing? What are you thinking?
2: Yeah, so there definitely seems to be some, you know, unrest with the roster, some unhappiness with management, a lot of miscommunications of, you know, shows being canceled, people having to stay, people getting COVID, and... Um, there's, there's a lot going on right now in Japan and with just how they've been handling COVID, the lack of vaccine rollout. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of definitely a little bit of, you know, people on edge, um, especially the foreign guys who, you know, they want to go back home. And whenever they come back, they have to quarantine for two weeks. Some guys are uh, having to quarantine at the dojo and government hotels, not, you know, the best situation. So, yeah, things are a little bit up in flux there. And then, you know, that the news broke today with a potential partnership or at least, you know, Nick Khan um, from Dada B has been talking with New Japan to make them the exclusive North American partner. And also, you know, back in the old days, you know, Dada B and New Japan used to have a working relationship. Um, so that's nothing new there. And, you know, also, I, th- I think it's just a kind of a keep away game. I'll see. I think Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson is kind of the the key kind of piece here you know he's been saying he wants to work for new japan but also work for wb at the same time and obviously that's not really a, a thing that can happen right now with the way uh, things are laid out and so it seems like you know nick Conny's been making a lot of big moves um also you know getting the networks told to peacock and you know just trimming down the company some of the, the office people and so um, i'm sure that being the business guy he is he's trying to see if there's a way that they can keep daniel bryan uh work with new japan and keep daniel bryan away from AEW. Um, now, as far as would, would New Japan actually do that, uh, I, have, I have a hard time believing that they would get back in bed with the WWE, um, especially since you know the report said that conversation was a few months ago, and since then we've kind of seen New Japan. They've been sending guys to Impact. They have been sending guys to AEW. We saw uh, Nagata on Dynamite. We saw Narita and Rocky Romero on Elevation, and then you, you mentioned Impact. We're seeing ELP. We're seeing Kojima. We're seeing um, Finju, juice, yeah. um, so we're seeing these. Guys, we're seeing New Japan work with all these guys in the states. Also, besides that, it'd be and the weirdest thing to me that nobody's really talking about is not much interaction with their current actual North American partner, Ring of Honor. Uh, the only guys that have really worked Ring of Honor in the last year have been Rocky Romero and David Finley. Um, so, kind of curious there why no New Japan guys are working for Ring of Honor. But um, I did see. I think Tommy Dreamer was the one. Might have been, or somebody high up in Impact said that we're going to see more New Japan guys in Impact. So if that makes me think that I don't think New Japan's going to have any plans to, you know, start a partnership with WWE anytime soon. I think they're going to uh, continue to work with Impact and maybe AEW. And I think it's pretty big that they're working with Impact because for years now they they've hated Impact just because of how they handled young lions that they sent there on excursion. You know, they sent guys like Kazuchika Okada. Over there for excursion, uh, barely got used. When he did get used, he was in a, in a kind of a goofy sidekick gimmick with Samoa Joe. Um, you know, they would send over, their, you know, uh, Nakamura was the IWGP champion when they sent him over and he was wrestling on Explosion. Um, and so Impact last TNA just never had a good history of using New Japan talent. They were sent. And from that day on, you know, New Japan's hated Impact, even sure. with a management change. And it's taken them till now. To finally, you know, be open to working with impact again, and so I think that's a, a big thing. And so, you know, definitely we'll we'll keep our ears and eyes open for any developing news on kind of what's going on with uh, New Japan's North American partnerships and what they got going on there. But as of right now, I think it's just kind of I do think the conversation happened between Nikon and New Japan. I don't think that they're going to move forward, but other yeah. things have happened.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and definitely uh, make sure you subscribe uh, or follow uh, follows the new terminology to uh, keeping it strong style and make sure you, uh, you follow along with uh, Jeremy and Josh. Number one is a, uh, you know, kind of keep everyone up to date on that. Um, and one thing that you, that you said that struck me is, you know, the repaired relationship, so to speak, of impact and neutral pimper wrestling. Do you attribute that to the involvement of Don Callis uh, with impact?
2: Yeah, I would think Don Callis has a big part to play with that. So you know, Don was doing the the commentary for New Japan for a while there, and then until you know it was recommended by Chris Jericho for him to to be an executive for Impact, and so he tried to do some commentary and run both, but it didn't quite work out. He did a couple of big shows, but it's mainly been focused on Impact. And so I think also having that familiar, familiarity and that relationship with Don Callis definitely you know opened that quote unquote forbidden door uh, for New right. Japan to work with Impact.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's it's certainly been interesting, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. And then there's also kind of, you know, those rumors about, you know, is Don Callis still actually an EVP at at Impact, or is he – what is he – You can, what I've learned from, from watching anything related to Don Callis is, is that nobody really knows what <laughs> – He's
2: really up right. to. He's he's the carney's carney, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. Don, Don Callis is is the <laughs> ultimate carney. He knows how to finesse. He knows how to, you know, make the best of any situation. I know we actually, you know, me and Rich, we ran Don Callis in New Orleans and uh, shared an elevator for him and you know we, we were trying to pop in with you know some of the lines he would say on his podcast and totally no sold us wasn't paying attention to us or whatever so you know that's the kind of guy he is he, he's the ultimate worker he knows kind of you know how to read the room he knows how to control people how to manipulate and i think his on-screen character is very similar to probably how he how he is in real life
1: yeah i get <laughs> i get that vibe uh as well um but yeah you, you know you mentioned his commentary work and that's why uh, you know when we did our uh, social suplex podcast uh, network draft uh, part of uh, part of what we had to do was draft commentators. Uh, and so, you know, for those that haven't caught that yet, I'll give you a sneak peek. I drafted, uh, you know, Don Callis as my color commentator. Um, but yeah, if you haven't heard that uh, definitely go to the network feed, if you're listening on to the to the show on, on the network feed, uh, do a little scroll up, go find part one of our fantasy draft uh, kind of uh pick by pick breakdown, uh, 24 wrestler slash team, uh, uh, 10 match card fantasy. I mean, it's, it's, it was new to me. I I had never experienced anything like this, uh, as far as wrestling goes, but if you like fantasy football and you watch like, you know, ESPN for like 10 hours a day, getting ready for your fantasy football draft, uh, spend a lot less time with us uh, and hear us, uh, kind of jab our kind of, uh, Gab on about uh, our picks and things like that, but uh, I had a lot of fun with it this year, Jeremy.
2: Yeah, the draft was a lot of fun this year. The the most competitive uh, social suplex draft we've done. Uh, Everybody came to play, man. It it was very intense. You know, normally we're, we're laughing know cracking jokes as people are making their picks but there's a lot of times where it was dead silence people are you know researching and looking for through, through rosters who's going to get drafted and overall i think um each team did a, an excellent job uh putting together rosters um and i'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what everybody's you know fancy cards are going to be
1: yeah and and uh part two uh, will be coming out uh in the next week um and I, i'll tell you this much uh for part one uh jeremy you did a uh a herculean task of editing uh some of that dead air <laughs> out <laughs> because like jeremy said like there, are the, sure there's there's good jokes there's good laughs there's i mean it's entertaining audio that that we uh we put out there uh but with that there was a lot of dead space a lot of people coming off of mute from other conversations and talking over people right it, it was <laughs> always
2: the best because like rich and james were on mute like having a side conversation like you know, coming with their strategy, and then like we'd be having a conversation, they just kind of jump in, like, All right, we're you know, we're making our thing, <laughs> totally not listening to to what's going on. Yeah, sure. it, definitely a fun episode. Like Josh said, you can go on to the Social Suplex podcast network feed, check out the draft episode, hear all the teams, all the rosters that we've drafted, and then sometime next week, we'll drop that episode. Each team they're going to reveal. Uh, their fancy cards. Josh, number one, and I, we, we got ours done last night. Um, and so, yeah, we have our fancy card all set. Josh, I know you have yep. your card set. So, yeah, looking forward to putting that together and just hearing the, the type of cards that everybody has come out for. And then um, we'll have instructions on how you guys can vote uh, for your favorite show when we drop that.
1: Yeah, and if you're listening to this show, there's a good chance that this is your favorite show by default because I think there's only seven of you. So <laughs> um, no, I can't, of course. Uh, you know, we we do we do all right as far as downloads go. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, look for that, uh, Jeremy. Thanks as always for coming on. Uh, you were on our very first episode. I think uh, we've we've gotten a little bit uh, more streamlined here, a little bit more organized. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that first episode went uh, like three and a half hours or something crazy.
2: <laughs> we were trying to yeah. cover too much stuff, and yeah, you, you, know, you pulled it. You pulled a keeping it strong style there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I decided, uh, especially in recent months, just how uh, busy things have gotten. That that uh, a nice crisp one hour listen uh, might might do the ticket for us. Um, <laughs> And we'll, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, there might be some, uh, game reviews coming out, uh, either in written form or maybe just in a quick podcast form, like little quick hitters. Uh, I, I wouldn't imagine that if it was a podcast form that I'd be doing a video game review, uh, longer than 10 minutes. Um, other than someone came on to talk, uh, talk shop as well. Uh, cause then, you know, who knows what happens where the conversation leads. Um,
2: yeah. but Jeremy, before we get out of here, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, throw out all your plugs. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy L. Donovan. You can follow Keeping It Strong Style at KI Strong Style. You can follow uh, Social Suplex at Social Suplex. You can check out socialsuplex.com. All the podcasts are uploaded there. Uh, every once in a while, there'll be some columns up there as well. Um, check out the Pearls and Teas, That's Slash Suplex. We talked about it earlier. More sales going on right now. Grab a Suplex shirt, Keeping a Strong Style, 8-Bit, One Nation Radio, Ricky and Clive, and, of course, the Olds on Top t-shirt. And, yeah, be on the lookout for the the second part of the draft uh, next week and then new episode of Keeping a Strong Style uh, dropping late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. I'm sure we'll be talking some more about this WWE New Japan news, uh, latest updates on Will Ospreay and all that good stuff
1: excellent and since you did all that uh you know t-shirt salesman stuff uh, that i normally have to do i'll (laughs) do the easy part and just say follow us at eight bit suplex on twitter or you can follow me at laughlin underscore josh um yeah and that's uh that's this week's week's show uh we'll see you guys uh, next week as we break down uh, next week's impact uh wrestling and uh maybe we'll have a few more matches to preview from uh uh against all odds coming up and then uh You know, we'll be back uh, in action, too, I'm sure, with another Omega watch. Uh, So but until then, uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, And uh, that's it. All right. Later. Peace.
0: Thank you for listening to 8 Bucks Suplex Podcast. See you next time.